You are now tuned in to Anu Radio. Yeah, how are you today? I am well, thank you. I uh, what did I do? I actually spent the dawning preparing for the Sabbath very early. As soon as the youth left for school, I um. I felt inclined to begin cleaning and praise. And then that led me into my, um, this area. So this half is the office and the other half is the yoga studio slash pottery station. So, oh. so <laughs> I decided to, to get on my potter's wheel and um, just play around. I actually didn't successfully make anything and and I guess I shouldn't say successfully I didn't make anything I actually um set the intention of just building and breaking it's it's actually a thing which I guess it's like practice so it encourages you to just understand how your hands and the clay should feel and Mm -hmm. I did that up until my alarm went off to remind me that we had this uh this meeting (laughs) yeah what have you gained from doing pottery or wisdom have you gained from doing pottery? Oh, yeah. So first of all, to be able to take classes with my daughter, that that was a lot of fun um, because she's very artistic and creative. And so I initially met this phenomenal young lady here in uh, North Carolina who at the time I met her, she was um, waitressing. Uh, when I initially relocated here and somehow we got to talking about culture and my head wraps and, you know, what's on me. And she mentioned that she taught pottery Hmm. and that, and I told her my daughter's interested. And so we connected that way. Um, But I moved here with a potter's wheel and with the intention. Um, So what do I get from it? I've gotten, understanding um when we're molding clay right as we were molded um there's this separation that you have to make from the mind in order to actually have your hands do what it needs to do with the clay so you're setting this intention but if I'm so focused on, I want this bowl to look like this or to kind of move like this because I'm a novice, right? I mean, very much a novice, <laughs> that it doesn't work that way. So it's almost like, let's just feel our way through this experience, which um, is helping me appreciate another side of myself because that that wouldn't be how I would normally kind of move, you know? Yeah. And yeah, that's why I asked that question because instantly I was going to be like, okay, what would you want if you could make anything? What would it be? But then I think that's only the surface level gifts of pottery. So you explained it perfectly. Let me introduce you. <laughs> Shalom, everyone. This is Ima Yakira Eden, and she has proven her lead- leadership skills um, outside of Anu as a healthcare ex- executive and within Anu as an Ima Okulti organizer, teacher, Titus specialist, welcome, and most recently, author. So welcome, Ima Ikira Eden. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, 
I am so happy to be here. I'm happy to to just build with you today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I want to speak to the lyrics of Manumit. I asked you to, to choose three songs that inspire you. And one of them was Manumit by Chief Yuya, our Chief Jegna. He also exalted the horn of his people, praise of all his saints, even unto the children of Yashrael, a people near unto him. Praise ye, Yahuwah. Manumit, 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 Just give us And I want to ask you, why do the lyrics resonate with you? When I listen to music, the, the first few times, particularly when I listen to Chief Yuya's music, the first few times I just listen to the lyrics, like really try to hear every single word that's being stated. Um, when I heard Manumitted, I heard the scripture that opened things and that horn. There's like mm -hmm. this blaring, almost like sound the alarm, sound like the like alert. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. There's, there was that. And it was kind of like, wait, 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 what scripture is that? Right? That was my first inclination. What scripture is that? And then what does that word mean? <laughs> and then to actually go and research. Which, which we're always doing, I know I'm always doing, and we're charged to do, to understand what things mean and the etymology of um, the words that we use, um, and even the resonance, um, you know, that vibration that they bring. And so I'll say that's where my, my love affair began with that particular song. It started with, wait, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. I like, I always link it to a manument letter. I don't know if you found that on your research, but... And then that linked me to the writ that we're supposed to get after, you know, well, we're not supposed to be in these um, unrighteous unions. But if we are, in, or if we find ourselves in ones and want to leave, we need to get a writ. And that reminded me of the manument, um, you know, just a, a like a declaration of freedom. And I, I love that he includes just give us free. It was such a resounding moment in that movie, Amistad. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I, I think the... You know, the give us freedom is like, that's the call, right? That's mm -hmm. why the trumpets are blaring. Like, that's why we're even, this, like, the scripture is even, like, a call for freedom. Um, and we know that only begins with, with mental freedom, right? You have to first know that you're, you're already actually free. And then you can begin to, to take the action, I actually just looked the word up. I was just like, what's this? Mm -hmm. What's this? Maybe I should know this word, but I don't. Let me go look it up. And when I what? saw set free. You don't know a word. I don't know many, many, <laughs> many, many. Sometimes my I son said, <laughs> take it back. I didn't even want it. <laughs> I'm joking. But um, the idea of being set free, right? And that being a part of what that definition is, or as you said, that letter, which it's the letter that was given when a slave was released from that um, from that contract of servitude. If you, if, I mean, it was a contract. Um, and while we may not be in that physical state in here in the West, it's still a mental presence. Mm -hmm. And so I, I could just go on and on. Yeah.
I enjoy well, it. It does link to your book. But before we go into that, I also want to ask, with any radio, I'm building a whole new catalog of music. And, and it actually relates to um, something that you said in your book. So if everyone doesn't know, Ime Akira Eden wrote an awesome book called The Scriptural Guide to Overcoming Seven Mental Ailments. And um, in the part about anxiety and its effect, the part that really stood out to me, in Matthew 6, verse 27, the worry solves nothing, which of you by taking, which mm-hmm. of you by taking thought can add one cubit onto its nature? Right. Mm-hmm. Meaning if you choose to worry about your size, are you able to what, add one <laughs> add one inch into your height the way i laughed when i read that <laughs> i was like i don't know even slip that in there <laughs> you will not add one inch onto your height <laughs> I, was, I was cracking up that isn't even what i want to talk about <laughs> thank you for that no but that chapter really helped me um recently Actually, as of today, like I always, I always refer back to this. Um, but today, I was really referring to anxiety and its fear and um, discouragement. I'm sorry, I got off track. But um, with any radio, um, you know, we're just trying to catalog music that decreases all of these mental ailments that we're stocking up, or these contracts that we're stocking up. And and when you're speaking of the well of pure of heart, um, you're speaking of filters and what to let in. I wanted to ask you, what song do you think that you listened to may have made some contracts that were beneficial to your mental health? Oh, boy. Huh. So so then that would be songs that I used to listen to. I wouldn't say, well, are you saying that are beneficial to my mental health? Um, let's say, yeah, let's let's go on that route. That are beneficial to your mental health. Okay. Yeah, let's okay. go that route. Um. Well, I, I definitely have to say Chief Yuya's catalog of music is, is medicine, right? Um, I would say I really, really, um, one of the sisters and I knew um, turned, I think, all of us on to Malika, Malika no, Norwood. Norwood. Yes. yes. I Actually, that's what I was listening to all dawning um, while cleaning. I find her music very, very, very peace bringing. Um, And there is a particular song that one day I look forward to being able to play on my uh, cello. Cello? One day. One day. Soon Long time. My next question. That was one of my questions. What would you want to play on your cello? Uh, (laughs) He knocked uh, it out. Now I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What, what, What song is that? Freedom to Worship. I don't remember the actual name. It's the which one is that i have to find it i'm gonna find it okay yeah i had to get through the whole chorus yeah that song she had a whole project that she did that was really uh, most of her most recent one i was checking out um her youtube channel she has when she uh, yeah she went to um I think she went to Israel. Oh, the whole project there. Yeah, I would say one for me right now. Oh, I really like Yam, and he has a whole album called "Protect the Crown," mm-hmm. and it's hip hop. But you know, the 
his lyrics are so on point. They're so honest and they mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. relate back to scripture. And mm. I appreciate that. Yeah. And just how the idea of you creating a platform or, you know, heeding the call to make sure that everything that you're taking in is medicine. So creating a place where you'll curate healing music, wellness music. I think that's really powerful um, because it'll at least cause others who listen to music that goes against their mental balance and wellness. It'll at least maybe have them consider, well, what's the difference? How do I, how do I feel when I'm listening to the hottest radio station, because usually I notice in every um, urban city, in at least in the United States, the word hot is always <laughs> in the <laughs> hottest urban radio. <laughs> right. It's always the urban radio station that has the hot in there. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd hot. be curious. To see, yeah. Oh, hot 97 in New York or yeah. I don't, I don't remember Atlanta's, but I'm interested in, in seeing who would listen to what you're bringing forward or, or any of the artists that we're talking about as opposed to how they feel. I know how I used to feel listening to certain music. It made me want to speed. It made, like, <laughs> right? It made me more aggressive while driving. <clears throat> Anyone doesn't know, Emi Akira Eden has a heavy port. <laughs> no, no, I, I drive slowly and safely. Please. Okay, okay, <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, at all times. No, but you know what? I will say when I when I initially, I mean, I'm a native New Yorker. When I initially moved to the South, um, I felt like I was in this constant rush. Like, hurry up! Mm-hmm. And I, I made. Thankfully, I was in a position and I was positioned, let me rephrase that. I was positioned to make certain lifestyle changes when I when I moved down here. So there was no longer a need for me to rush anywhere unless the youth were running late. And even then, there's no reason. And so it took a while for that layer of New York frenzy, or even as you were talking earlier about anxiety, that false sense of anxiety or angst that tells me you've got to get to this place right now. Yeah. Where am I going? I'm, I'm actually going to the farmer's market. Like, so <laughs> what's the rush? Why am I rushing? <laughs> I'm rushing because my mind was not free, right? My mind was still locked in on rat race mentality. And so I'm in the South at 11 o'clock in the dawning, my youth are in school. I'm taking a leisurely stroll through the to, through the farmer's market. But as I'm driving, I, I want to maneuver around vehicles and harry every, mm-hmm. the process. Um, and then you begin, you know, through the musical medicine and every other modality to begin to get a level of clarity that says no you can actually slow down. Like you can actually, and under instruction, you can actually do nothing sometimes and sit with what that actually even looks and feels like or how useless one I felt, right? Doing nothing. Like there is so much to be done. (laughs) How do I do this thing called nothing? What is that actually? I, I didn't understand it. And is it really nothing? Like we think nothing is actually non-productive and really it's that cycle again, you know, right. Just to reflect what the Elohim 
resting on that seventh day, we also need rest. How has music influenced your work as a yoga practitioner? Hmm. It impacts how I prepare the videos that I post. Um, when I do yoga personally, I like uh, no sound at all or the sounds that the ambient noise, if you will, the ambient sounds around me. Um, but when preparing a yoga flow for the Alpha Woman Out with the Akira Eden on YouTube, what I like to do is to find music that aligns with the asana or the theme that I'm covering. And, and I don't necessarily mean, oh, if we're doing, um, let's say a sequence that's going to address anxiety or that's going to help you engage your, um, your core more. I'm, I'm not saying that I like do a Google search. I just listen to different songs until I hear one that aligns with the flow, like aligns with the flow mm -hmm. as the movement flow. Um, and there are sometimes, I think I did a few and I have a few more recorded that I need to post um, where I like to, where I do like to intentionally do fluid yoga, which means there's no stopping. We're just constantly moving. And for those, I have actually been doing them to achieve you guys music, which mm -hmm. I, I enjoy because it's almost like a, like you're dancing, but it's through yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Like a dancing meditation. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And if anyone doesn't know in the book, um, you correlate the scripture and it's it's very intentional the scripture with the movement you just explained I was going to ask how did you pair each movement with each scripture so succinctly but I also remember what you what you said about driving fast um it just reminded me of King David and um what he was called to do for um King Saul and when he was playing the music it was supposed to calm him rather than hype him up so I'm I'm like that that's what came to mind you were speaking when I lost the thought um just what music is really intentionally supposed to do is to bring us right. to peace and um I um it's not it wasn't even me who brought this to my attention it was chief um to, who sent me on the the path to really look for sound yeah. music <laughs> yeah. yeah and um I resisted it a bit just a tad just a tad because it's, it how, there really it showed me how little there is I have to be so um mm -hmm. even the discerning. lyrics yeah. yeah you have to be really discerning and and yeah I would yeah. imagine you would have to be especially to have see I just have background music so I don't want any talking right mm -hmm. but you have to be really intentional about what's being said even when it might be wrapped in spiritual like a spirituality veil yeah. as you listen to the lyrics you'll see that it's it's, it's likely <laughs> just a spiritual person perhaps who couldn't make a way in the traditional music industry so they said okay I'm gonna create my lane over here and you hear it in the lyrics yeah you hear it in the in the energy that they bring because they want to be on that hot 97 stage <laughs> if you will right they don't they don't really and you can I'm, I imagine um, because I've come across some of those songs, but I, I would imagine that you would find that um, even more so. Like, wait, what? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. And then I had to question, do I want to be on that hot 97 stage if I'm still playing this music? You know, if I'm still getting, because I do know the difference. I know. Like, even if the lyrics are, you know, they could be saying a whole scriptural phrase. If just the vibe of the song, you know, like you can be twerking to the song. <laughs> and right. Song's funny even, or, even, you know. or even it bringing that aggressive nature out. Yeah. Right. And there are times for that. So mm-hmm. that's true. Med, you know, music, I would imagine much like us, much like our creator, we have to be able to, to maneuver and to navigate different realms. And so whether that's physically or, or spiritually, so the music should be calling for something. So if Mm -hmm. you want to be called to go twerk and to live the life that that music calls you towards, then so be it. But if you're being called to live righteous, then you don't need to listen to, right? Literally, you're trying to get a call and you're what you're listening to is sending you someplace that you're you're no longer, at least consciously, you no longer, you say you no longer want to be. So mm-hmm. I think the music is just, you know, it's like the tuning fork. It'll just, it'll, it'll kind of magnetize and pull things to you. Definitely. Um, I, I do appreciate you sharing that with yoga, you appreciate no lyrics because what I'm finding, especially, um, you know, filtering out through this music is, you, we need to create this music. <laughs> so uh, this is also a call to musicians to send in your send in your creations to any music, um, any radio, because uh, yeah, this is needed. So I want to ask you how do you how you kind of answered it in diff- in various ways, but how has Anu changed your artistry? Oh, that's so easy. <laughs> I had no artistry before I knew. I was like, let me slow walk myself through this question. How has Anu changed? Keyword on changed my artistry. I would say whatever my artistry is, has always been. So with that, I have to acknowledge that it's been there. Whatever the it is, right? Or whatever the, the, the they, the, those things, they've been there. Um, but very adulterated and repressed prior to Anu and virtually non-existent in my conscious mind. Um, there were things that I did professionally or things that I did socially that, um, I can look back on and go, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I could, I could see this. Um, I mean, one is like my, my love for, for scripture studies. I have journals that I still own from uh, when I initially started going from 25 years ago, when I initially started going to church in Brooklyn, like as an adult, you know, and this particular church, I really, really, I won't name them, but I really enjoyed because at the time, I received that pastor as someone who taught. So I had these spiral notebooks filled with notes from church. And when I, when I rediscovered them in this time of my life, I kind of thought, this has always been there. You know, it was, it was trampled down by a whole lot of other, you know, foolishness that I had no business doing. And it really only caused me damage. Um, and it delayed me getting here. But I would say Anu 
helped to create an environment in myself that allowed for that to happen. And then I'll have to say the covering initiative, which is which is something that I would say is very unique to Anu. Um, any any woman, any adult woman in the space who isn't already made it is connected with uh, a brother in the space who really functions as her covering. Um, and Life it's a, saving. Yes, yes, and it is it is a great way to receive direct instruction and clarity about how we can, how we as women can, can get back into our appointed role. And through all of that, I would say some, some of it has been shown to me, right? Some of my artistry, um, whether it's pottery or writing, learning to, and doing writing books, it's really, I would say the woman's artistry is the art of doing that that's really what it is and doing as you are instructed to do. I love that. See, the wordsmith. But it's not wordsmith that you're speaking wisdom. Um, I was going to ask you how important it is for you to do art as an Ema. Yeah, it, it's definitely a beautiful outlet. Um, I think I was sharing, maybe I mentioned it while we were recording, but just being able to take the day to say, I'm just going to go sit at my potter's wheel and commune with y'all, right? What does it feel like in this moment to, to create? Mm -hmm. Just in this moment. And then similar to the flood, when things don't work out, there's a bucket next to me full of water and I scrape that clay off of that wheel and I smush it back up into a ball and I put it back in the water. Because the beautiful thing about clay is that unless... Even, even up to the first firing, so there are at least two firings of clay. Anytime before the first firing, you can simply take that, no matter how firm or how dry you think the clay may be, you can always put it back in the water and reform it again. And mm. I think that that can be very life-affirming for a, a I'll say it was very life affirming for a woman like myself who is in her late 40s that, you know, you can you could have sullied yourself. And I mean, that the old the saying, you know, the old dry up woman, you, you may perceive yourself as that in some ways or you may even be hardened by life, right? You may just be very um, cynical or very nasty or curt. Yeah, like you said the dry bones in your, in your book, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. And if you if you walk with that, um, you're very brittle. You'll notice when you take clay, and if I make something and I sit it out and let it dry for a strong or two, if I go to um, make an adjustment, it'll crumble. You have if you if you want to go back to like. Um, make any changes or do any etchings or, or cut it down to refine a piece, you have to dampen a cloth, cover it with a damp cloth co or cover it with plastic so that it stays moist and malleable, right? Because if you leave it in the open air, much like, so it needs a covering. It needs a covering. <laughs> like the covering initiative. 
Right. Mm-hmm. I, the light just went on. Like, yes, it needs a covering. Mm-hmm. Or else the water. it's dry and brittle. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I just love that. How working with our hands um, in nature shows us just facts about life, honestly, and how to get back to, yeah. Um, I, I noticed that with gardening as well. You learn so much with that, like when you're planting and how to like when you're pruning, when to prune and how pruning helps things grow more. So when you're speaking about the clay, I just made the connection to anything we do in nature, anything with our hands, including um, weaving, because a similar thing I was speaking with Imanaya about. Yeah. So that idea of gardening versus pottery i'd say they're they're so similar right Mm -hmm. because the clay is coming from the earth as as is everything that you're cultivating right anything that you're growing is growing from the earth um and and much like my whatever whatever i have going on in my head whether it's feelings of love and gladness and, and gratitude or fear and angst um and disappointment it's going to come out in my, in the vessel that I'm forming. And the same is said with, with plants, like, yeah. That's so true. Especially yeah. cucumbers, they can become deformed depending on how much water you give them. So when you see those curled up cucumbers, they didn't get enough water. And, what, and how you put it so eloquently that the artistry, the art of being a woman, that takes a lifetime, I think, to perfect. A, a woman's... Artistry is, is the art of doing. I think yes, that's what it was. is the art of doing. So yeah, I could see how doing things with your hands can inspire wisdom, and uh, I'm sure that you know your daughter has gained so many great examples from you from do, from you know you embarking on this journey. I think ultimately as as a parent, well, I'll say for myself, any correction that I make in, in my path or any opportunity to step. Um, more upright, you you make the assumption or you you will that that's going to impact all of the generations that follow you. So, wow. yeah, you, I you know, I would say like um, recently I experienced something very very challenging in my family life. I had to be reminded to lean more heavily on scripture um, because. You, you get so pulled into, you know, like an experience sometimes that it takes someone on the outside or someone who's on the inside, but not you to say, listen, what are you doing? And this wasn't said, but I'll say, did you not write that book? Like, is this not fear? And is this not worry? And is this not angst um, that, that you are, that you're choosing to, to move in right now? Um, and when I was, I was told to, you know, sit quiet and and do and and read, read your scriptures. I actually wound up not even reading, but going to the first scripture I ever memorized, which was my grandmother had me memorize it when I was about eight, nine, and it was the 23rd Psalm. And so I, I kind of had to say, wow, the, these are the things that don't, they don't, they don't depart, right? Raise up a child in the ways and that they won't depart from it. So it's like, you, you tuck these things in the pockets and you will that when they, when they need it, they'll go and put their hands in and, and use those tools. Absolutely. 
So when's the last time you had fun? Oh, when's the last time I had fun? I had fun yesterday. And I had, yeah, I had fun. Actually, that's a trick question now. I have to say for me, um, doing my pottery was a lot of fun. Um, But I'll say... Yesterday was fun. I um I set off to to do something very different. I usually take a few miles, I take a, a walk every dawning for a couple of miles. And yesterday I decided to walk to the library. And the library is about three, four miles away, and it was very, very, very hot here. So <laughs> I <laughs> I got out early enough, but the walk was the fun part. The the I I wasn't in a rush, so therefore I observed a rabbit and all that he or she was doing. And when I say observe, I mean literally back up and hide <laughs> myself and watch to see what was happening, what the rabbit was doing. I watched him as he literally gave me. I'm gonna say it was a he gave me side eye. So he mm-hmm. watched me from the side with his head and body like turned away. I I had such a ball. Like I, <laughs> I had such a ball. That's yeah. I love that. Um was that always your idea of fun? No. Oh no. No, no, no. Um I had to be buying something or or doing, right? Doing with the with the open quotes. Um doing something or else I was bored right I was bored just sitting I mean well if I were home reading a book no I'm not bored but if I wouldn't call that fun um even though now I I I would and maybe you know there's some other girl there's no way there's no way she's fun if she thinks (laughs) reading a book is fun I would always be invited to parties because if it were myself and my 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 cousin who's like a sister we made fun anywhere we went just the jokes we would crack it was like, yeah. no matter what was happening we were gonna have fun so and that's why it's a trick question right <laughs> yeah. right you make it fun wherever you are right and I often <laughs> associate that with you because you often I, I don't know I just associate that with you wherever I just know it's gonna be a good time <laughs> even here Eden's around like I know I'm gonna bust so yeah When's the last time you laughed to your belly bus? Because I can remember a few times I laughed to my belly bus, um, probably at your house, actually. <laughs> I'm known for, uh, you know, being good at entertainment arts, um, like just making people laugh. Let me be clear. Um, oh, OK, sorry. <laughs> when was the last time you laughed no, no, hysterically? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm saying. I'm agreeing. I'm I'm flowing what you're saying. Um, okay. So, oh my gosh, I can't. I watched something on. It might have been something on like Instagram or TikTok. Just <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> and I don't think that I don't remember what it was. Um, I would actually have to ask my daughter because and my son because I, I wound up sharing it with them, like having them come into the room to watch it. It was just something I don't even remember. Oh, 
it was the 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 video where like it's like the the doorbell cameras record people outside yeah. the door and there was uh two older women who noticed there was a snake in their vestibule <laughs> and it, how they responded to the snake in the vestibule <laughs> one just kind of slid like she was sliding into a home run like away <laughs> from the door <laughs> And then the man comes in. So here are these two. I mean, and I guess, you know, this is like right here. This is like the sun and, you know, and that water. The women are wild and thrashing. <laughs> so water is just everywhere. And then the man comes in and he goes, you're falling all over. You're going to hurt yourself over a little snake. And he just comes with the shovel. And it's like they're falling and sliding. I, I had a good laugh. I had a good laugh. What a symbol. And it had to be a snake too, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what it was. That that's yeah, 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 yeah. Cameras are gonna get people in trouble. I've seen too many, like three elder women, and they couldn't get over the step, and it, mm-hmm. and then one fell backwards. She's like, oh, she fell again. She fell like, oh, she done fell. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because at this point, it's just par for the course. Yeah. This is what happens. But then it makes me think, who's what's happening? why are they alone you know like what like what's happening to our seniors so it's funny but it's like when you trace it i just Mm -hmm. i keep tracing things i'm like well that's the trajectory when there's no community you know right yes i would agree yes when there's no community you don't you don't even have those bonds of connection or honor or love even you know you may think you do but yeah. It's such a small, it might be this little small, you know, me and mine, as opposed to us and we. So, yeah. Exactly. Um, so what is next? What's coming up with you? Um, anything that you'd like to promote, you know, other um, are you going on tour? Are you going to go on tour with this <laughs> lovely production here? Seven, the scriptural guide to overcoming seven mental ailments. Is, will there be a tour? I, that, you know. That sounds fantastic. Let's speak that right into happening. Um, At present, I am actively recording uh, with many different podcast um, hosts, and that's really going well. Um, For for information about what I'm doing and where you can find me in person or digitally, um, you can go to Yakira Eden on Instagram or even Alpha Woman Now on Instagram and YouTube, all, all, all of your social media platforms. And then from there, you can just hit my link tree and it actually, um, it gives you all of the information. It takes you to the most current videos and any interviews that I'm doing. I'd also say if you don't have it, please go to Amazon and, um, or it's in the, it's in the, the link tree link as well and get a copy of a scriptural guide for overcoming seven mental ailments. Um, I know you touched on it, but the, the book takes us through really everyday challenges um, that we may experience with loss or fear, um, self-doubt, angst, worry, grief. Um, and what we what I do is I look at scriptures, we actually identify, and I'm saying we because I envision taking the journey with any person that reads the book, right? So we take this journey together. Um, so we journey through 
uh, a particular movement or stretch or asana, as well as an activity to help you regather the, the parts of yourself or to remember who and what you truly are, you know, as dictated by Yah in scripture, but also as dictated by what you already know about yourself when you're being most honest, right? It's like, I, I have the example in the book about um, being alone and loneliness and the activity that came to mind was to, um, to do something that I've had the, the real pleasure of doing, which is just going and sitting in nature. You can never, ever, ever be alone when you're in nature. And so through that activity, it kind of guides you to observe how, you know, it might be a fly or a dragonfly that just lands on your blanket or, you know, how many birds kind of are in your periphery and recognize that you're never alone. And the other day on my walk, I'm walking on the trail and a deer walks onto the trail look a foot away from me, looks at me, I look at it, and then it just kind of walks on to the other side. And I messaged, um, I messaged my covering and I'm like, you won't believe what, <laughs> what just happened. And the response was, yet yeah, you think you're alone. Like you're, you're never alone, right? Yeah. And so that's what makes just taking a stroll fun. Because like, what, what do I get to see? Oh, how did that turtle walk so fast across the path? But when I'm standing there, it's like frozen, right? Like, we did. <laughs> no way. No <laughs> like, pull my head in. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Um, like, I want to be alone. The turtle's like, I want to be alone. But um, that's just some of what we cover. And of course, you mentioned yoga, which is on YouTube. So just come fellowship with me. <laughs> I could go on about this book. I did the open heart position one today. Um, that was really helpful. And I, I this book makes me emotional. I, 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 it's not makes me emotional. It just, I think it takes down all the boundaries that I've had up. So it releases, just backed up. It helps me to release um, backed up emotions. I, I love it. Everything is, um, everything is in here. And I want to ask you why Alpha Woman now? Because it's a really great umbrella that houses every... All, everything that you do. So why did you choose that? Yeah, sure. So as I said earlier, we in Anu are either mated or we're covered. And if you're mated, then that's your covering. Um, but my covering actually gave me the, which is in the book, it, he gave me the instruction to write the book as well as um, like in preparing for the, the business structure. Um, there were a list of names and Alpha Woman Now, it, while it wasn't in the list of names, it came as a result of, well, really it was. It was just mixing up um, a few of the words that, you know, that were offered. And I would also say that I liked Alpha Woman Now because we're so inclined to own the alpha well some are so inclined to own that alpha woman as being that masculine I can do everything a man can do woman or female that um it's almost a reclamation of the of the term for me to use it and to say hey you can be an alpha woman now but this is this is what it looks like right these are the things that that woman 
cultivates and nurtures and um, receives and brings forth. So right now, <laughs> right now, yeah. now. <laughs> well, thank you, Emi Kira Eden. Um, remember everyone to leave a review on Amazon for this book, Scriptural Guide to Overcoming Seven Mental Ailments. And thank you for sharing your skill of pottery. Now that I'm going to be keeping up with it, you spoke a lot about pottery today. I was surprised. Um, <laughs> I wasn't. I was going to touch on carpentry, but no, this oh. is cool. You you spoke on pottery, so yeah. Um, and and you can keep up with Ime Kiri Eden on the links she provided, and it'll be provided on on this platform. So thank you. And thank you day. for having me. Peace, everyone. <laughs>